1: Make,
0: Make
2: it kind. M.I.P. With
1: my Matfumo. Mark Thompson. Make it kind. Get woke. God bless you. Get woke. Folks, M.I.P. is now COVID free, meaning free to all subscribers as we navigate this pandemic. We're thinking about everyone and we've got to get through this together. So for a limited time, no fee to subscribe to make it plain on your favorite podcast app. Ladies and gentlemen, of course, it's Thursday and we've always had Thursday Coast every Thursday for years now. And today it's a special treat because Thursday Coast instead of Marcos we have in the person of the wonderful and most prolific journalist at Daily Coast of all time, Joan McCarter joins us. Joan, so good to see you. How are you?
2: I am good. It's so good to see you, Mark. It's been way too long.
1: It has. It has been way too long. And a, a pleasant sighting after that Crazy debate that almost took everyone out. Joan, even people unlike us who are, don't sleep, eat, drink this, would is <laughs> traumatized. But you know, I Joan, think
2: a lot of them just turned it off.
1: <laughs> Joan, let's start there. I think that was his goal to come in and just disrupt it. So, because if you get people to turn it off, they're not hearing what your opponent says either. Yeah. I think that's kind of what he was up to.
2: Yeah, not let the opponent get in a word edgewise and make it just so unwatchable that people just give up. Yeah.
1: yeah. And that's Putin-esque too, isn't it? I mean, destabilization, chaos. Very much
2: so. Very much so. And discouraging your opponent, um, disheartening your opponent, mm-hmm. getting them so disillusioned that they just give up. Don't show up. It's, it's another form of voter suppression. Definitely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we all knew it, but he kind of put words on it last night, didn't he? About why he wants to rush this, why he really wants to rush this nomination
2: through. The Supreme court nomination of Amy Coney Barrett. You bet. <laughs> Get this through because I want a friendly Supreme court. If I have to take this, to the Supreme Court and get them to steal this election for me. He's got Brett Kavanaugh already, and now Amy Coney Barrett, who almost certainly will get on. Um, Our only hope is try to delay here until after the election, and then hope that some Republicans have enough principle to say, no, can't do it. That's a slim hope. But now with Brett Kavanaugh and Amy Coney Barrett on the Supreme Court, he will have two seasoned election lawyers on his team, because they were both with the George W. Bush team in Florida in 2000. Mm-hmm. So, so they have a thing or two <laughs> in a, a, a ways of doing this. They have experience doing this. Um, and that's really frightening.
1: You want, when your latest headlines suggest that Republicans could actually get cold feet, is, is that?
2: I think they could. Possibly? I think they could. If if this happens after the election, because she's very hostile to Roe v. Wade, that's very clear and probably more important for this election, very hostile to the Affordable Care Act. That case that Trump is bringing is going to be heard on November 10th, exactly a week after the election. And they want her sitting there for it. Um, if she's not, if this is delayed until after the election, and we think it's going to be the wipeout. It looks like it could be for White House, for the Senate, even some state legislatures. Then I think you are going to look at the class of twenty twenty two, thinking, "Do I really want to go into that election?" And it's a big class for Republicans um, with having destroyed the Affordable Care Act on my record. Um, so you know, it's it's a gamble. We have no idea how the election's gonna turn out in terms of the Senate. They could lose a lot, they could lose a few. Um, We don't know what it's gonna look like. Those who lose could end up coming back in the lame duck session feeling like, just burn it all down so they're happy to see it die. Or, we don't know. But our best bet is trying to delay it, trying to keep Graham and McConnell from forcing this through before the election. And we know already it's going to be a healthcare election. We know that already because we're in the middle of a pandemic. Um, and we know she's, she's going to be a vote to get rid of the ACA.
1: Do Senate Democrats have any procedural weapons they can use, Joan, to slow this down, gum this up?
2: They do. Um, And the House does, too, and I would like to see the House using some of theirs. There are a lot of things that the House could send over to the Senate that would be privileged. Um, Various budget things that they could do, but particularly impeachments. You know, I think Bill Barr is just sitting there waiting to be impeached. So is Louis DeJoy at the post office. If they decided to just go ahead and pull that trigger, they could send those impeachments over to the Senate. They would have to be privileged. The Senate would have to consider them before doing anything else. Um, On the Senate side, what Democrats can do is just do everything in in their power to gum up the works. So that means having somebody on the floor all of the time denying Republicans unanimous consent to go ahead with business. This is a thing that happens a dozen times a day. Somebody comes up, says, can I have unanimous consent to go into committee? Can I have unanimous consent to bring up this, to bring up that? And if Democrats deny it, then it requires that they get a quorum on the floor, that they get all the senators to the floor and they vote on proceeding to whatever they were trying to get unanimous consent for. That takes time. So things like that. Um, They can deny quorums, they can refuse to show up to the Judiciary Committee for the hearings. Graham would probably be able to find a way to try to force through new rules for the committee to compensate for that, but it is something that they could do that would just get in the hair, yeah. gum it up, be an annoyance for them. And, you know, McConnell does have some tools that he can come back with to try to stop these kinds of maneuvers. But I say make him do it. Make him do it. Make this as hard for him as you possibly can.
1: Yeah, yeah. Do, do they really think voters have forgotten? About Mary Garland, that's to me is what's very interesting. That it's it's probably one of the most um, directly galling things in political memory. You say, "Oh no, we can't yep. have Barack Obama's nominee, but we can have this one," and they don't even blink an eye.
2: They don't blink an eye, and we can't have a nominee eight months before an election who can have one four weeks before an election? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't think they think that their base is forgotten. And for almost all of them, this is going to be about (laughs) ringing out every Republican voter that they possibly can. Um, So I think a lot of it is they're doing this to appeal to their base voters to make sure that they come out. On the possibility that some of them might have had enough of trump mean it's possible that there are some republicans thinking i just can't pull the trigger from trump but i should probably go try to save my senator mm-hmm. it's possible i don't know i don't I, I can't think like a republican mark i don't know
1: <laughs> right well of course you can we we aren't made um we aren't made that way um she has said, I believe, that she will not recuse herself um, from anything. Is that accurate?
2: She will recuse herself, Amy Coney Barrett, from any cases that involve her family who are also lawyers. So if they're arguing any cases, she'll recuse herself from those. She'll recuse herself from considerations of decisions she made while at the Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals. So if any of The things she decided there come before the Supreme Court, she'll recuse herself. She will not recuse herself if any 2020 election matters come before the court. And that's what's really concerning. That's our problem. Hmm.
1: Because obviously, that's where this is headed. I'm I'm pretty sure we can predict no matter what, he's going to fight.
2: He's going to fight. And, you know, he promised. He said as much in Tuesday's debate. He said... (laughs) Yeah, I'm ready to take this to the Supreme Court. And I'm thinking about that in this nomination to the Supreme Court. He said it out loud right there in front of everybody.
1: In, in terms of the debate itself, and I know the commission is talking about making some changes. Do you think there should be any more debates? No. In, uh, yeah. Yeah.
2: no. Although, you know, you did see a lot of reaction in the focus groups and stuff of people saying, whoa, <laughs> he's really lost it. So, you know, maybe there was a little bit of help that way, but no, I don't really think we need to see that again. And, you know, it could be that the debate commission comes up with enough rules and enough changes that Trump will say, yeah, no, I don't want to do that anymore. So we don't have them anyway.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cause they need to do, There's of course, everybody's talking about how they should have a means by which to cut the mic. Yeah. And we know he's not, gonna go for that no so he, not
2: that it he, would shut him up anyway It would just stand there right. yelling but
1: you he would scream he'd just scream like a madman yeah because he just doesn't seem to, to care what that what that looks like you know we were talking we, we were saying earlier about his different strategies. maybe this too also because now that's the story his debate behavior does that distract from the taxes You know, you almost wonder whether, you know, he'll he'll create something else to distract from the other drama in his life. Like, Joan, I didn't know. Did you know (laughs) they give $73 million uh, tax refunds? I didn't know they did that.
2: (laughs) I didn't know either. I didn't know either.
1: (laughs) I didn't call a couple. I don't know. Somebody
2: paying $750 in taxes. I am gobsmacked by this one.
1: I don't know a lot of rich people, but I called one or two of them. I said, did you you get $73 million uh, (laughs) (laughs) refunds? What is is going on?
2: There was, I'm just, you know, the story's not over the New York Times. Thank God they're doing this. They're doing something to redeem themselves from 2016. They promise more. They promise more. And I think one of the things that they're promising that's really kind of interesting, at least this is what I hope's there, is where all that money that he's sort of recycling through his golf courses is coming from. You know, he's he's claiming that his golf courses are worth all of this money. Says he's doing improvements on him, improvements that aren't happening. Uses that as a write-off. He's sort of passing money from pocket to pocket on his golf courses
1: mm-hmm. when
2: they're n- not worth what, at least nobody thinks they're worth what what he estimates them as. It sure looks to me like that's money laundering because he's not making enough money off of the golf courses to be claiming as much as he is. Um, So I'm I'm really hoping that the New York Times is digging into the golf courses and what's going on there and uh, all of his loans to Deutsche Bank. They've done work on Deutsche Bank and all of its connections to Russian oligarchs and to Putin. So we could see it all come together in the next month, which would be really interesting.
1: Yeah, it, it would be. Um, do we know how they got the taxes? Because everybody else no. is trying to get it. Okay. No. We're just glad they got them, of course.
2: We're glad we got them. <laughs> um, Republicans in the House want an immediate investigation, of course, not into Trump's taxes and what was going on there and his possible money laundering, but into how the New York Times got the taxes. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's not very smart, because if you open that door, you mm-hmm. can't escape the conversation. Well, what's in them? I mean, you can't have a hearing about how mm-hmm. to got them without talking about what was in them and and if if the other side the minority well i mean if, if it's the house, it won't be a minority, but right. the other side is all
2: but <laughs> right. House right. Republicans don't think that far ahead
1: yeah, yeah that's not that's not too smart at all at all. You mentioned this being a lot about healthcare, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I think it would probably be that way even if they weren't COVID, because we saw it. Twenty eighteen was all about yeah. healthcare. Yeah. So th- this ought to make it even doubly around yeah. that if you're talking about that. And now, if people are aware, as if they're not yet, inevitably they will be. You, you literally are. He's literally hanging the hopes of a c a destruction on this Supreme Court nominee, and if people get that,
2: mm-hmm. yeah,
1: you'd like to think that would mobilize even more people to the polls to say, oh, no, 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 we can't, we can't handle it at all
2: and and that's something that every Democrat has to just hammer out there. um Biden tried to do it Tuesday night in the debate, and I think when he could get through. Pushed that a little bit, but every Democrat has to be out talking about that all of the time. And it's one of the things that's making me, I've sort of gone back and forth over whether or not Senate Democrats should participate in the hearings with her. Mm -hmm. Because on the one hand, this isn't a legitimate nomination. (laughs) It's just not. And they shouldn't convey any legitimacy onto this by participating. On the other hand, there's stuff that needs to be talked about. And the Affordable Care Act being struck down by the whole court—that's that's way up there on the list. So I don't know. I go I go back and forth on whether I want them yeah. to be there.
1: Yeah, that's a tough call, Joe. As yeah. to, uh, to to validate it by participating or using the forum to hammer some things.
2: Yeah, of course. I, mean, I on the other side, Senate Democrats are not always that great about using their microphone to the to their best ability or most effectively. So, you know, if they're, they're just grandstanding, Yeah, there's yeah. that problem too.
1: Yeah. 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 They're not, not, not very good at that at all. I like impeachment though. I'm never afraid to impeach. I mean, I would nope. we had the uh, the stomach to just go ahead and do it. Just do it.
2: They've got enough. They've got enough on bar. They've got enough on joy at the post office. Just, yeah. just do it. Yeah, it would excite Democratic voters too,
1: right? And and we can a little a little more excitement on our side can't hurt.
2: Can't hurt. It so, can't just be fear, Mark. We can't just be voting because of fear. We have to vote for hope too.
1: That's true. That's true. I I don't think Biden did poorly last night, even under the circumstances. In fact, I, Joe, what I think I'll be very honest with you. I was very. Um. um uh, I had fear of gaffs last yeah. night. Yeah. Yeah. You no, know? and um, I can't even say that happened. I mean, he just literally wouldn't let him speak. So, mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. and
1: and he was effective in a few of his jabs back. I think
2: when when he could center himself. When he could take a deep breath, look directly in the camera and speak directly to people, he was fantastic. That's right. He was really great. And I think probably that in debate prep they knew this would be coming from Trump. They knew he would try to be disruptive. They knew he would try to um hit it hit at Biden's probably biggest weakness, and that's his stutter. Mm-hmm. And knowing that if he got rattled, if he got angry, it could bring the stutter back and that would cause him to be halting. Um, And I don't think that really worked. Um, Even on his attack on Hunter Biden and and his drug problem, Biden's response coming back to that was just phenomenal. And I think if people see that, people particularly in this opioid crisis who've had families struggle with drug addiction, I I think that he gained probably a a lot of, Empathy, if nothing else, in that, it was a tremendous response on his part, so I think, I, they did debate prep well, I think.
1: yeah, I think that that was a backfire because of Biden's response on Hunter. It was very yeah. pathetic, and who can relate to that? yeah um, with all you're right, with all that's been going on with opioids and um and 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 everything else yeah i I, I think that he, he they did well. How can people not see? that trump literally i don't think he offered one policy Joan, policy proposal on any subject did he? not even no. half of a policy no proposal.
2: no and he lied about the stuff that he says he's done um yeah. on health care he hasn't done anything on health care he signed executive orders that are worth nothing
1: yeah right um,
2: you know, he claimed. I think again, the veterans' bill that actually was passed under Obama. Um, I think that was that, and healthcare were the only things he really said. Okay, I did this, and he didn't do them.
1: Right. Um, yeah, there was just just nothing there. Um, just screaming.
2: Just screaming. The proud boys liked it.
1: That's a problem. That's a problem. Big
2: problem. It's a big problem. And I have to tell you, living in Idaho, <laughs> I'm I'm than a little nervous about what could happen in the aftermath of the election because we have a lot of those guys here.
1: You should be. I wonder though, Joan, I think many of us felt, and I heard this more in this first debate than in others, that a lot of people have probably already made up their minds but I wonder if there are some who still had their minds minds changed by that Proud Boys comment alone. I wonder about that. You know, I just have a feeling there might have been some people who, who thought they had made up their minds
2: mm-hmm.
1: and heard that and said, "Whoa, whoa, dude, wait a
2: minute." Yeah, it could be. What what I'm thinking is probably more likely is it'll be motivating for voters who might not show up otherwise.
1: Yeah. That'll be the real change, people yeah. who might otherwise show up. Um, no, that's that's yeah, that that makes some sense. So the Senate. Um, uh, you mentioned that earlier. What what do you think? How how do you think we're looking? Can Democrats win the Senate?
2: I think Democrats can win the Senate. Okay. Um, it's right now it is fifty-three forty-seven. Republican advantage. So we can get three seats. We can get Arizona, Martha McSally. We can get Maine, get rid of Susan Collins, replace her with Sarah Gideon, which will be wonderful. And you know, it's Cory Gardner in Colorado pretty much is toast. So that gets us tied Biden in the white house gives us Kamala Harris as VP Casting the tie-breaking vote, but beyond that, I think that we're looking at Lindsey Graham in South Carolina in, problem, in trouble, Tom Tillis in North Carolina in trouble, um, Joni Ernst in, in Iowa is in trouble, Steve Daines in Montana, possibly even Sullivan in Alaska. I and mean, really, we could we could pick up a healthy majority, not enough to get rid of the filibuster, well <laughs> enough to get rid of the filibuster hopefully not enough to meet the 60 vote majority that we would need to make the filibuster moot but i think that we can steal that back from mitch mcconnell and i think that is pretty much as important as beating donald trump right now
1: how you feeling about georgia uh, i see warnock has kind of moved up
2: yeah if we can get matt lieberman to finally drop out. Maybe, maybe, maybe Warnock could clear the hurdle of a runoff. Maybe. Um, we've got to get him in the top two. We absolutely have to get him in the top two. And it looks like it could happen. Um, the other seat as well against Purdue. I think off, Ossoff is is looking good there. It's, it's one of those that's sort of on the cusp. Yeah. It means we've got to get every Democratic voter out. My preference is that they figure out a way to do it. So their ballot is in electors' hands on November 3rd. I really, vote by mail is a wonderful thing, but I don't want to rely on it this time around. Mm. Um, I, want, I want Trump's defeat so clear on election night. <laughs> he does not have a basis to fight it.
1: Yeah, so there's, so there's no doubt about it. And, and Lieberman, I guess apples don't fall too far from the tree. <laughs> Not at
2: all. I don't even remember <laughs> this guy. This guy. He was our nominee in two
1: thousand. I don't even remember what. What were we thinking? What was he? What happened to him?
2: Al Gore thought he could get Florida with Joe Lieberman hmm. because of the Jewish vote.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yep. Yeah. And. Thank yeah. you, Al Gore. I I go back and forth. Did Al Gore do a, the nation a bigger disservice with Joe Lieberman, or was it John McCain with Sarah Palin? I I haven't figured that one out yet. It's a toss up still for me.
1: Well, well, Al Gore actually probably did win Florida. Actually, yeah,
2: um, yeah.
1: You know, it is. It, it's, it's Thank
2: you, stuff. Supreme Court. There you. There you go. <laughs> just bringing us full circle there.
1: Again, again. Um, Biden was asked directly. About uh, ending the filibuster, heck, yeah. he didn't really answer. No, was that was that smart.
2: Yes, yeah, because you know you don't want to scare off too many people. But what's really good from my perspective is that he didn't rule it out. That's right. And he's he's been open to it, and I think we're seeing greater openness in the Democratic caucus in general in the Senate toward doing it because they know, at this point, they know Mitch McConnell. They just know him. And there's no way that all of the stuff they need to do to try to scrabble back from what Trump has done to us, if McConnell has a veto. There's no way. Yeah,
1: Folks, this is it I should
2: say that there is one Democratic seat that's in a little bit of jeopardy in the Senate, and that's Doug Jones in Alabama. Oh, yeah. But even with that, he has been just a superstar Democrat for us.
1: Yeah. And he's, so, he's you not, know, if
2: you have a few extra bucks, kick him to Doug Jones. It can't hurt.
1: Yeah. He's not wavered. Yeah. Uh, as you brought up, I, I'll give you another one. Um, the DSCC has given up on it. But Mike Espy is polling Ben in Mississippi against his opponent, at Amy McGrath in Kentucky. Yeah. It, it is Mississippi, you know, but yet yeah. was it a couple of years ago, Mike forced to runoff off against Cindy um, Hyde Smith. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I, I wish we had something we could do down there.
2: Um, I, yeah. It's turnout again. It's um, voter suppression. It's, okay. it's all of the worst that Republicans can do kind of happens in Mississippi. So it's going to be a tough one. But, you know, if if there's the tsunami that we see could happen, mm-hmm. it's not out of the realm of possibility.
1: Mike told me on this show. Three to four percent more white voters. And he's got it. And And his optimism wow. lies in, in this, Joan. It was the white kids on college campuses. um who, in within a couple of weeks, got that flag taken down? People been trying to get rid of that flag in Mississippi for decades. Yeah, white kids who said, "Nope, we're done with this." So he's hoping that it's it's that group of people and that groundswell is going to finally say, "We're finished with all of this." And so
2: that's we'll, good to hear. Yeah, that's good to hear. It gives me a little bit of hope there. Yeah, it, it, it could be a tsunami. We we could see gains in the South, and my. God, they would, it's time. It's time. I mean, there's no hope for Idaho.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Folks, Joan McCarter, as always, she's wonderful. Uh, and and Joan keeps us, you know, okay. She keeps us from pulling our hair out. This is all still politics. but she's got a good point. Because if this can be held up, um they probably don't want to risk either Trump losing or having to do this in the lame duck. So, you know, we still got some fight in this, y'all. We just have to, have to do yeah. it.
2: Call your senators either way. If they're Democrats, call them and say, delay this. If they're Republicans, call them and say, you'll rue the day you voted for her.
1: Mm. You'll be like Susan Collins. <laughs> Finish. Yeah. I mean, Amy, does she have a shot? You think? McGrath? Yeah.
2: No. Okay. No. Um, Booker probably would have run stronger, I think. Yeah. Um, McGrath is not a great campaigner, but really anybody would have a hard time because as much as Kentucky dislikes McConnell, and he's always underwater in approval ratings, they elect him again because he's powerful and he brings a lot of money back to the state. So
1: okay
2: yeah yeah sorry i didn't want to end on a bad note
1: no 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 we've got a lot of good notes we're gonna keep fighting Joan. so good to see you and hear your voice joe mccartner ladies and gentlemen thank you
2: you are most welcome it was a pleasure
1: always always god you are our refuge send our ancestors to guard our doors cast out this virus from our communities and our bodies Heal, bless, and protect everyone listening and their loved ones. Thank you for listening to Make It Plain and Get Woke. Remember to listen, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. If all minds are clear, it has been Made Plain.